listening to Raising Perdition, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. This podcast is for anyone who wants more Supernatural content or anyone just starting the show. I'm Beth Brin. I'm Hannah Barrow. And I'm Abby Jo Morton. And we're your hosts. Let's jump in. Raising Perdition is intended for adult audiences and our episodes may contain PG-13 and R-rated language. We advise listener discretion for discussions of violence, sexual assault, eating disorders, and other topics some listeners may find disturbing. We want to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. I have watched Supernatural about two times, and this is my third time through it. I started watching in September of 2021, and I binge-watched the entire show in three and a half weeks. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I um, started watching, I think, in 2021, at the end of the year. Um, and I am not all the way through my first watch at this point. I'm officially on season 13, episode 15, but I am in my second watch now for this podcast. And I am in my very first watch of the show. Both of my sisters, Beth is not my sister, but both of my sisters have um, watched it. And I've always wanted to, but I just never did. And now in nursing school, perfect. So much time. So we're going about one a week. So it should be be easy. I'll be done by the time I'm 30. One of the things that I am going to be looking at when I rewatch each episode um, is how the show addresses sexuality and how it chooses to represent people of different sexualities. And that comes to queer coding and queer baiting. And the show has a long history of doing both. And so I am going to be looking into that. And then also into the theme of found th- found family, because that is a huge theme in the show. And so I want to be looking specifically at that when we watch, rewatch the show. Yeah, and I um, plan to, um, I worked in a church and all of us grew up in Christianity, in a religious environment in the South, mm-hmm. um, like the Brothers Winchester. So... Um, I definitely plan on focusing more so in in later episodes on on Christianity and religion and the parallels and like what the writers chose to change and what they chose to keep and um, because I think there are some things that are just interesting it's obviously not supposed to be like 100% biblical but it's interesting some of the parallels Um, and then I also have some experience not experience but I've done some research on like lore and stuff and there are definitely some things I remember watching in the earlier seasons that I was like that's just incorrect Mm -hmm. or like you're saying that wrong why didn't you do more research on how to pronounce this word so I'll probably just be the snob that's what (laughs) I'm gonna be the podcast snob good to know good to know and then Abby I'm excited sorry yeah sorry you're good I'm excited just to see obviously I don't know any of the themes or anything that's going to be happening I honestly like not on supernatural TikTok, like not really ever looked into it at all. Um, so I don't know a lot of what even happens in a show. Um, so I'm just excited to sh- to tell you guys like themes that I saw in each episode and be able to like talk it out with you guys. Uh, tidbit of like what was on the network television at that time. Lost, mm. which had been a very popular show, was on its second season. Survivor was on its fifth. Law and Order SVU was on its sixth season, and on the WB, which was the network Supernatural premiered on, um, Charmed was on its seventh season, Seventh Heaven was on its ninth season, and Gilmore Girls was on its fifth. Gilmore Girls is actually the show they decided to play right before Supernatural, which is interesting because Jared Padalecki, who plays Sam Winchester, was Dean Forrester on Gilmore Girls, so they're really trying to draw in that audience to keep watching Supernatural. Um, Jared Padalecki, like I said, had been on Gilmore Girls, and he was just in the movie House of Wax that same year in 2005. And Jensen Ackles, who plays Dean Winchester, was he a big one of his most iconic roles was him playing uh, Brady Eric Brady on Days of Our Lives, a soap opera. 
but he was also on Smallville playing Jason Teague and in a movie called Devour where he played Jake Gray. Those were in 2005. So that's where the boys were. And uh, the iPhone was not out yet. It was two years out. The most popular phone at the time was the Motorola Razor. So that really just kind of gets you into the headspace of where the boys were at. <laughs> I miss the Motorola Razor. I, know. Just as a... I never had one. I was... Me yeah. neither. I was very <laughs> jealous of everyone who did. Me. I had a Nokia. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> All right. So, Abby... Since you're our first time watcher, we want to start with you with your thoughts of the first episode. The first thing that I texted both Hannah and Beth when I was watching it was, oh, they're human? Because (laughs) I watched and love Vampire Diaries and I was just assuming that it was like a similar vibe. No, No. (laughs) Uh, they're just a couple old Kansas boys just fighting off monsters but um yeah i did not know that they were just just some human people no they they are not supernatural at least for me yet i don't know if it changes obviously but where i'm at right now they're not supernatural they're just they're they're just natural just natural boys um but I was told not to also not to watch it by myself the first time that I watched it because I was like by myself in a house like it was night and stuff but the first episode it really isn't that it's not like that scary or anything um but it was I mean it's really good I I liked the first episode obviously because I mean we're making a podcast (laughs) about it enough that I want to keep watching um so (laughs) I have a question for you as a slightly more seasoned fan. <laughs> um, I am just curious from this episode alone, what you think of the brothers Winchester relationship? Like, what do you think of how they interact with each other, how they talk to each other, things like that? Um, I think after the first, like during the first episode, they don't seem like super close at the moment but it definitely seems like they were very close at one point so like the way they talk to each other it seems i mean and they even sort of address it in the first episode i feel like um but they talk i mean they just talk to each other like they're a little um bitter towards the other person one for like getting to go do what they wanted to do and then one for like not you know being there you know, for being there for their dad. So like they're, they're, they're a little, they're not like BFFs right now or anything. There's some tension in the relationship. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, my first note that I wrote was just to a reminder that Dean is only 26 and he says that in the episode Mm -hmm. and Sam would only be 22 and like just about to finish college, Mm -hmm. his undergrad. Um, So I think like, when I was 10, that would seem really old, <laughs> but now that's so young. Yeah, as a 27-year-old. Like, as a 22-year-old. No. Right. Neither of I them. I can't imagine us and Abby fighting <laughs> a woman in white. No. Like, no. That was just something I felt was important to remember. Also, as we go through it, it gives us a, a frame of, like, how old they will be in future episodes, mm-hmm. and I think that's helpful because, like, they are – it's a 15 season long show. So they get pretty old. Yeah, they they, old, they do age. They do. Yep. Cause they're not supernatural as Abby not pointed out very importantly. So my first note that I took while watching the show, um, I'm not a fan of John Winchester. Um, and it shows cause the first note I have is John gives Sam to Dean, a four year old to get out of a burning house. I know I had a note as well I know about John his Winchester. wife is burning on the ceiling, but it seems like it's too late. She is engulfed in flames and he yeah. risks both of his children to get out of a burning house because he lets his four year old get an infant out of the house. Also, not only is she engulfed in flames on the ceiling, it was pretty obvious from the first second we saw her that she couldn't move. So what did he think he was gonna do? Pull her down? Like he was Yeah, like and I know that's the love of his life. I understand. I am actually very sympathetic to that. Like, 
has to be like one of the most horrifying things to come and see like you're horrible um of course this is no shade to jeffrey dean Moore. of course not we love him he, love <laughs> anything i say about john winchester is not about him yeah. Yeah. Um, i also had a note about john winchester though um did you have more about that point um, specifically what he says is now dean go which is an order and it's like in the show like dean's relationship with his father is to take his orders and so it's kind of that first order that dean has as a child and he listens mm-hmm. immediately so i don't know if he's already been raised to kind of listen to his father no matter what he probably has uh john is an ex-marine so that has to uh color his relationships with his kids we do when we first see him he's wearing a usmc shirt mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like our first glimpse mm-hmm. that he was in the marines yeah in case i don't know if abby noticed that from like the start but <laughs> yeah what was your note for oh mine was um a glimpse at john winchester as a parent he gave sam a 45 when he was nine years old uh-huh. and afraid of what was in his closet he just said I'll give my nine-year-old son a gun, mm-hmm. and he—I don't know that he won't shoot himself or his brother with this, but I'm just gonna give it to him because I can't be bothered to parent him in the way that I'm supposed to. Yep. So, yeah. I, I was, made a note I mean, about that as well. Yeah, I was like, when I was watching, I was like, "What?" And Dean's like, "What do you want him to do?" Yeah. Sam's like, "I don't know. Like, not give me a gun at the age of nine, probably." Right. We've seen what happens when nine-year-olds in real life have guns, and it's never good. So why would you give your nine-year-old son a but, gun? You would think a Marine would have more, like, respect for guns. You think so. You know, like, you would think. I mean, but, but don't worry. His 13-year-old brother is there to watch him. That's true. Right. That's true. I think that's also, like, an older sibling, younger sibling thing that is, like, older siblings are going to be more apt to, like, always just listen to your parents and do what they say, while the younger sibling is the one that's going to be, like, I don't think that's right. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to start pushing the boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Here. Oh, the title screen. Did you guys notice that there's no music? It's just supernatural. Uh, that's because they could not afford a budget to put music in right there. So um, I think if the first few episodes are like that. And then they yeah. eventually scrape together enough coin to have some sort of sound effect during the title. Um, so that the... the I almost said the CW, but the WB did not know how this show was going to go. Um, and it was marketed towards mostly men, even though they kept saying that, like, that's what they wanted their market to be. And that's shocking. <laughs> I know, though I have seen, like, very cringy uh, promos that are like, scary, just got sexy. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's weird that they put it after Gilmore Girls if their target I was agree. men. I th- also used such attractive man <laughs> yeah were you trying to target gay men <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe so. If so i think you i think it worked i think that the writers and like the creators truly just didn't understand like what their audience was going to be because like dean winchester especially in the first season is like the red-blooded american male who loves classic rock classic cars uh treats women very disrespectfully and that's kind of just like the appeal they were going for um sam is kind of the softer of the two and um i don't know if you guys kind of noticed but sam is kind of supposed to be the main character of the show um it changes over the seasons but that's why like jerry padalecki's name comes up first in the uh starring role spot um because it was really supposed to just focus on like sam like, Dean's the main character, but Sam's supposed to be the main character. And so we have to look at the show through that lens on why Sam gets certain attention that Dean doesn't. Dean's kind of just supposed to be that guy. His crazy older brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, is yeah, that definitely shows in the first couple, few seasons. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, it starts to change. But at first, it's definitely like, here's how everything that happened when he was only six months old affected Sam. Exactly. <laughs> it's like. What about Dean, who, like, knew what was happening? But, yeah, regardless. And so then, like, so we see, like, the fire and all that. And so then we see Dean get, like, break into the house. Like, why does he break in? <laughs> just Such a good question. Just to be dramatic. <laughs> um, 
Um, Jess is purely there just to be sexualized, in my opinion. Like, why is she standing that way? Why is she wearing that? Like, I know she's asleep, but... Right. I don't understand. No. Um, another, like, tidbit to John's lovely parenting. Um, when Dean tells Sam that he's missing, Sam says he's probably just on a Miller time shift. He'll come back in, you know, eventually. Which means, like, John was an absent father and it's to be expected. Um, when they're debating on, like, their how they're growing up, Dean is insisting that hunting is about saving people. Meanwhile, Sam is talking about it like revenge, like John. And I think that's an important distinction because as much as Sam fights with his father, I think Sam is more like John than Dean is. And I thought it was interesting how Dean, when he talks about how they were growing up, he stresses the importance of saving other people. Whereas Sam just views it purely as revenge on what killed mom. Um, so I think that that colors their personalities a little differently. Yeah, I think it does too. I th- and I think it's like, um, very almost stark opposites of how like the rest of their personalities are supposed to be like Dean's the like callous manly yeah. man, but he wants to save people and Sam's supposed to be softer. He went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, but he's the one that's like, it's all about revenge. We need to kill whoever killed mom and now Jessica. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, I mean, it was on purpose, I'm sure, but it's like completely opposite of who they like pretend to be exactly. or not, maybe not pretend, but present as. Mm-hmm. I had, um, a no, I don't remember exactly when he says it, but it's like, right before they actually get into like hunting the woman in white um and dean says i can't do this alone and sam's like yes you can and dean says yeah well i don't want to which is like that because i've watched more of it than just the beginning it's very like you could take it as dean being like yeah well i just want you there with me i don't want to have to do it alone because i don't want to die but in my head it's it's dean being like i don't want to do it alone because like I want you there with me because mm-hmm. you're my brother. Mm-hmm. I want you to come with me. I haven't seen you in years. I want you there with me. And I think it's like a tender moment. Mm-hmm. But they they just gloss over it because it is like manly, yeah. of course. No chick flick moments. Right. I have that written yeah. down too because it makes me so mad when he <laughs> says that. Um, he says that so many times in the whole show. And I'm like, no. Um, oh, when they're like fighting outside the car, I have – what Sam says, like, they were raised like warriors. And Dean's like, what, you really want that normal apple pie life? And um, I guess it's a semi-spoiler. It's just about one of Dean's favorite things. Um, Dean loves pie. It is one of his, like, biggest characteristics is that he loves pie. And I think Everybody knows. I think it's interesting that something that he loves and craves is something that he describes a normal life, as a normal apple pie life. Um, I'm a Dean fan (laughs) so is hannah (laughs) so that could probably that'll probably uh come out in our discussions of how much we enjoy dean as a character i could write essays upon essays about dean winchester (laughs) um but i thought that was interesting um oh one of the things when they're like looking at the the recording and um all that sam seems shocked that dean has gone on a hunt alone He's like, dad, let you go, which is kind of in contrast of what I always think about John, um, that he does not really care about his children, but he does. He does love his children. He seems like he was protective of them Mm -hmm. just in a really poor way, I suppose. Yeah. And he probably would have been better if his wife hadn't died and Mm -hmm. he had been left to like do it all on his own because she was from, you know, what we are led to believe from this one episode was probably the tender one, as mothers typically are. And the dad was made more tender by his wife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he probably would be a better dad if, if Mary hadn't died. But then he just became a drill sergeant because that's all he ever knew. But that doesn't make it okay, obviously. Obviously. But, yeah. But, yeah, Dean's like, I'm 26. <laughs> I'm a grown adult who knows everything. Yes. My brain I has also- finally fully developed. Right. I'm good. I've been a year fully developed now. <laughs> I'm good to go. I had something written down from that scene as well. And I think it's so funny. Um, 
but he, he plays the recording and then he's like, I slowed the message down and ran it through the gold wave and I took out the hiss and this is what I got. And I was watching and I was like, why do, how does Dean know how to do that? <laughs> how does he know how to like use this bit, this audio editing software and take out a hiss and like suddenly you can hear the woman in white perfectly say, take me home. I can't go home. I can't go home, right? I was like, mm, I'm not sure. I mean, Dean's a smart that. boy, but like, I just, yeah, the 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 EMP or the E, I can't remember the acronym they use for it, but the way that they were just explain like being able to hear the ghost suddenly, I'm like, okay, that's kind of right. weird. And he was meant to like definitely sound like go over people's heads so they wouldn't even question it. Yeah, like when people, people start like, talking, if you put like, enough words, they're they're just they'll just glaze right by it. People are like, I don't ghost hunt. I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. I can't I can't say that I'm a hunter, so. I hunt deer, but I don't use an EMP for that. I don't know. Um, Beth's door just closed. I know. <laughs> that was my husband. <laughs> he goes, I'm being too loud. Um, or he doesn't want to bother me. <laughs> the kind version. Um, so we get that little scene between the woman in white and the victim who i did not write down his name i don't know if he has it uh he has to have a name because the girlfriend has a name i'm gonna look it up while you talk okay um i think that it's extremely interesting that the woman in white is extremely sexualized our i guess mary counts as our first female character so jess and the woman in white are both very sexualized from the beginning um about a time of this, or it's a sign of the times of everything. Um, I know, like, the woman in white's MO is, like, she's trying to get people to, or not even people, men specifically, to be unfaithful. So I understand, I guess, why she's being sexualized, but I just, I I get very uncomfortable when I see men just looking down her shirt, and she's, like, pulling up her dress. Like, I, I don't like watching that, personally. No. I don't either, yeah. And, like, he's on the phone with Amy, is his girlfriend's name. I don't know his name, though. Troy. 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 <laughs> of course. I found it immediately before <laughs> you said this. <laughs> uh, like, he's on the phone with Amy, and he's like, yeah, I, I can't come over because I have to go to work. My dad will be mad. And then he picks up this random woman. He's like, yeah, I'll have sex with you. Let's go. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Go back to your house and like do like right, right. But I can't go over to my girlfriend's house. No. Yeah, no. I was like. Also, that whole thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, she's supposed to be trying to lure these men to be unfaithful so that she can kill them. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but when I was watching, like when they got to her house, you know, she's she's like, I can't go home, and then she disappears from his car, and then for some yeah. reason Troy gets out of his car to look for her, and I was like, does this man? Does this man want it that bad? Because, like, I would just book it. And I don't know if it would matter, because when he does finally drive away, she is in the backseat. But maybe that would be, like, him not being unfaithful if he just said, oh, never mind, I'm going to go home. But I was like, that's – I don't know that I would get out Also, of like, did you hear the door of your car open? Because I right. don't think you did. I don't know. I That's suspicious. I would be putting it in reverse. Like, she just disappears? Uh, yeah. No. Immediately, no, I would not just be like, where'd you go? No. I thought I was coming inside. And he, and he doesn't even, like, say, like, I'm, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm scared. No, he's like, do you want me to leave? Like, he literally says that. And I'm like, are you trying to say, like, you're going to abandon her? Like, because I'm assuming right. he still thinks that she's a human girl. Uh, woman. Yeah. I don't want to say girl because she's um, not a girl. I, I, don't, I was a little confused even after the first time, like, when she killed Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I still didn't, like, understand her motive behind it until much later in the episode, which maybe that's like, me being stupid. But... I think that was the point. Like, we don't, we're not supposed okay. to know, like, why she's doing it. Yeah. Cause... Also, what Hannah was saying, if I drove up to that house in general, it doesn't matter. <laughs> in the daytime. <laughs> he disappeared out of the back of it or not. If I drive up to a house that looks like that and she says, I can't go home, I'm like, sorry, I can't go home. I can't go to your house anyway. I'm like, right. I don't think I'd ever I used, be here. I used to sometimes drive on this road 
that had a really creepy barn on it that I was scared of. And I would avoid that road in the daytime just because I didn't like the look of the barn. So there's no way I'm pulling up to that house and just sitting in my car and then getting out of my car to look for this woman I just picked up and I didn't bother to ask her name. Mm-hmm. I'm not, no. I'm not looking for her. I'm leaving. I'm darting. He wants it but, so bad he doesn't even care what her name is. He, well, yeah, that's another yeah. total different issue. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Troy, Amy obviously didn't lose much when she lost <laughs> Troy, which is sad. I'm very sad for Amy because it's traumatic to have someone die who you're close to, but like you can do better, Amy. I hope that you do. I also love when Amy and her friend are talking about the woman in white. And Amy doesn't even, she's not even like, no, that's not real or sad. She's just sitting there listening while her friend explains (laughs) the woman in white. And she's like, that's probably what happened to my baby troll. (laughs) He probably was unfaithful. (laughs) Just the way I already had suspicion. So, yeah. Um, So we cut back to the boys. Um, Oh, well, first, I'd like to comment that she, like, takes over his car. It's on the bridge. And we see a blood splatter. It's important to note for later because the blood splatter disappears when we see the car the next time. So I guess that's what ghosts can do. It's fake. Or she cleaned it. Or <laughs> she sat there and cleaned the car. Um, I When I first saw that, so I thought that it was just, like, an inconsistency in the writing. Like, I thought it was a mistake. But I guess it's not. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, ghosts do that or she cleaned it i don't know (laughs) she's a she's a neat freak she will murder you but she's also going to clean up her mess (laughs) either because she yeah she either doesn't like the mess or she doesn't want to be found out so she's like this person died and no blood somehow no blood i don't know it's weird woman stereotype well i guess i think like his whole body disappears so like they don't find him at all ew (laughs) she can't eat she's a ghost What'd she do with it? That I don't know. She can't pick it up you. I, it's a mystery to me. I don't know. But I just, I wanted to point that out. I don't know if it's a mistake in like the set or if it's intentional, but uh, Supernatural loves its blood splatter moment. So I wanted to point out our first. <laughs> um, we then cut back to Sam and Dean. And I've sent Hannah posts before, but like season one, Sam is unhinged he is in the car they're at a public gas station he's like are y'all still doing credit card scams like what just screaming screaming. what names did you use this time on your fake credit card what the hell sam shut the fuck up you're gonna get us arrested oh my god Um, is that this when's the scene where he talks about the cassette tapes i think it's right after that Okay, because I, I was just quickly, I when I was watching that, and he's like, when are you going to update your cassette, your music collection? I was like, if the car takes cassettes, yeah. why would you update? Yeah. Like, why Does would it have you a need CD to get rid of it? Like, can it even play CDs? I doubt it. I doubt what year is that car? You know, right? It's a 67. There weren't CDs then. Right, like, like. I mean, I guess it's possible Dean put it on your radio, but, like, I just don't... I think he wants everything original. Yeah, no, I don't... I feel like Dean wouldn't put in a new radio. Yeah, yeah. like, that's one thing he definitely wouldn't upgrade because he likes the classic mm-hmm. cassette player. Um, but that's just an off... I was like, Sam, <laughs> don't be stupid. Um, in that scene, we also have... Uh, I don't want to, like, talk about this too much, but I just want to always note when Sam declines food... He has been on the road with Dean for who knows how long. It's morning, and Dean asks before he yells out about stolen credit cards or credit (laughs) card fraud. Um, He's like, do you want breakfast? And I know it's not a good breakfast. Dean's eating like a pack of jerky or something for breakfast, but he declines it. And I'm like, huh, okay, that's interesting. He's a little stressed. But later on in the show, before Dean gets arrested... Dean's going out to get food because he's starving, and he asks Sam if he wants food, and he declines it again. When does Sam eat? I don't think he does. I think when he's stressed, he doesn't eat. And so I just want to kind of always point that out because I think that Sam Winchester has an eating disorder. <laughs> so. yeah. And maybe Dean too, but the opposite way. Yeah, Dean, Dean eats too, way too often. <laughs> stress eats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the other way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam does that. Sam doesn't stress eat. He stress don't eat. Um, So the boys drive up to the bridge where the cops are looking at the car. 
and we get a nice little shot of Jensen Ackles freckles. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but I did. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, Are you joking? Yes, of course I know. <laughs> um, it kind of like changes throughout each episode. It depends on who's in charge of the episode of that week that Dean's freckles make their appearance like back and forth. But in the pilot, we get a good shot of them. Um, we get our first like other reference to like different media when the two FBI agents show up. Dean calls them uh, Agent Sculler. Wait, good lord. Scully and yeah, Muller and Scully. Muller and Scully. I was combining them, um, which is an X Files reference. I've never seen X Files, but I do know the reference. Um, Dean loves referencing different like music and TV shows, so I thought that was just fun to point out. When he gets arrested, he keeps saying like, "My name is Ted Nugent." I looked up who mm-hmm. Ted Nugent is. Um, not a great guy. Kind of a mm, piece of work. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter. He did rock music. Um, but he became an, quote, activist for gun rights and hunting rights. And he's very conservative. Um, so, what, this was George Bush's America. So he would have been a popular figure at the time. Maybe not popular, but, like, I can see, like, Dean and Sam being raised by John would know someone who is talking about gun rights and hunting rights in America. So that's who Ted Nugent is. I uh, personally would not be a fan of the man. Um, I like, <laughs> I don't know. We, we just talked about when he gets arrested. So mm-hmm. also when he gets arrested and he calls Sam and he's like, get out of here. Five Oh or whatever. He mm-hmm. does. Um, and uh, they're like fake fake badge fake credit cards do you have anything that's real and he's like my boobs that little (laughs) smile the smile yeah like it's a it's a questionable uh like line yeah to say but it's the smile is so cute that it's like okay yeah and then he uh (laughs) continues to smile as he gets thrown against a car by another uh grown man and is getting arrested um so that's interesting probably means nothing having a nice little smile when you're getting thrown against a car to be arrested it's normal to enjoy that (laughs) yeah you know going back to when like the car starts by itself on the bridge do you guys notice how differently sam and dean run yes and i also run (laughs) yes i was noting that there's one angle where he's like five feet ahead of sam jared has such long legs, he should be able to run faster. I don't know, maybe that makes him more gangly and so he can't run. But when I look at the side-by-side of, like, Jensen, I would be scared if Jensen was running head-on at me. Because he just, and when they, like, uh, it's the cut from the side, I can tell that Jensen is about to leave Jared, like, behind. Yeah, he's like, sorry. <laughs> um, also, I think it's funny that, like, when they jump off the bridge, Dean just dives into the water you you could have died. <laughs> what are you doing? Dives into the water, like, on the shallow. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're almost at the end of the bridge. So, like, yeah. there's... Well, not... obviously, because, like, Sam doesn't get wet. Right, he's, so like, he really climbs on, jumps like... onto the... Yeah. <laughs> so, Dean didn't have... Dean swan dives <laughs> he's straight so up off the... Golly. But also, it kind of, like, shows how reckless yeah. he is. He does not really care about his own life, and that is yeah. concerning. So they don't, like, play it up as much as I think that they would in later episodes where Dean is covered in all the mud and muck. Uh, But it does, like, have a little moment. He's, like, comedy. He's the comedic relief of the show so far with the my boobs comment and everything. Like, like Sam's serious and thoughtful and soft. And Dean is callous, but also, like, ha-ha, dumb joke. Insert. Sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. we get our first jerk bitch combo in the hotel, which becomes kind of their thing. Um, so that's important to note. The first no chick flicks moment. Hannah, take it away. <laughs> I feel like I don't have a lot to say about it except I hate it. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so mad because, like, one, Dean would 100% watch chick flicks. Hell yeah. Um, like, he has seen them all. He pretends like he hasn't because he has to be a manly man. And I'm doing quotes just because you can't see me. <laughs> um, 
He has to be, you know, like the typical straight male, and so he doesn't watch chick flicks. Mm-hmm. But like, it it well, obviously, first of all, it's so sexist and misogynistic to make that a bad thing mm-hmm. <laughs> to say no chick flick moments, as in no emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just like. It just, oh. yeah, it bothers me every time I see it in the show. And we'll see it so many so more times. Many more so many more times. I think it kind of... forward to more of this. Once he does finally, like, these boys could use some therapy and they never go, unfortunately. Well, they kind of have, like, a brief moment, but it's not real therapy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, they could have benefited, but he does kind of, like, learn to open up a little bit more. And, like, the no chick flicks moment is kind of a joke. I'm like, look how far we've come. But, like, it takes a lot to get there. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that's when, I almost called it Jared, uh, Sam calls him a jerk, and then he's like, bitch, all right, like, I, we're cutting it, like, I'm going to call yeah. you a bitch, because I that's, like, what he calls women, so if we're not having a chick flick moment, we have to call Sam a bitch, so that we can just, he's masculine, right. he's manly, he's not, he's not doing it. Right. Also, the fact that they haven't seen each other again in how many years? Like, two, two or three. Two, two or three. Yeah. And yeah, and they don't. They they're not gonna have any moment that's like emotional. I'm happy. Like if I hadn't seen my sisters in two or three years, yeah, it wouldn't be like all business. <laughs> so yeah. there's obviously some like some issues there when it comes to accepting emotions mm-hmm. and showing them. Yep. So it's definitely a pillar of Dean's personality right now. Yes. Also probably uh obviously taught by John. Yes. Oh absolutely. Which we see later. Goes yeah. back to the horrible parenting by John. Yes. yes. It all stems back to that, honestly. It does. <laughs> John and John's choices, Mary's choices, everyone's choices that affects these boys. Yes. Sam decides to put a fake nine one one call to get Dean out of jail, which is funny because Dean's like, haha not very legal of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I just wanted to note that Dean is out of his handcuffs before the cops even leave the building. That's how proficient he is at getting out of yeah. his handcuffs. He just looks down. He's like, oh, a paperclip. All right. Good to go. <laughs> Good to go. Which, where did he get the paper cut? Cut. Clip. John's journal. That's John's pretty journal. important. Um, has the message for Dean, not Sam. So John wasn't sure if. Dean would get Sam, I guess. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my question, actually. Mm-hmm. So, from seeing later episodes, we know that they always carry lockpicks on them. Mm-hmm. So, do we do we know, was Dean searched, or was it just like he didn't have a lockpick yet? Maybe he didn't have one on him. Maybe it was in the car. Maybe so. Because he got arrested before he could get to the car. Um, Maybe so. I think that the hand, like, like when... Dean calls Sam and says, dad's not here. I have his journal. And Sam's like, he doesn't go anywhere without that. I think it's very, very important to note that John is giving the journal to Dean. That's kind of like the passing of a baton. Like John is focusing more on the hunt of the thing that killed mom and passing on uh, the responsibility to save people and hunt things to Dean. And now Dean has roped Sam into that. Um, so I think it's pretty important to note that the journal is important. It has all their lore, all their... Yeah. It's... He says it's, what does he say? Nine kinds of crazy? That's what yeah. the, doc- or the doctor... He's like, I tried to read it. I couldn't get through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, one thing about this show that bothers me is there's a lot of calling people crazy or mm-hmm. insane or maniacs or things like that. But I think that was, like, a lighthearted moment of, like, I can't. I can't read this, but I think maybe that's something else we'll touch on is like all the times people are called crazy just mm-hmm. for like the things they believe. It, it's a little frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes from a mental health standpoint. For sure. But And then yeah. like the cops, like we, we got your hotel room and you've got all that satanic nonsense on the wall. Dean is in a telephone booth calling Sam, talking about dad's not here. He's gone. He's given us coordinates. Maybe that's where he headed. Sam is like, what the hell? Like why and then um oh also while dean was in jail sam went and talked to constance welch's husband that was important joseph Joseph, correct i don't remember the men's name on this show (laughs) 
only women. <laughs> um, I think that it's extremely interesting that women, even this is just like the woman in white lore, like women are demonized and told as like scary stories for reacting to men uh, who being them. men who have wronged them. Like, yeah. if she, I mean, she killed her children. That's obviously not good. I, anyone doing that, that's not great. Please don't do that. Um, but he's the one who cheated and then denies it. And he's like, yeah, we had a happy marriage. Like, and Sam calls him out. He's like, did you? Because she's a woman in white, and so no, you didn't. And he's like, how dare you? <laughs> I may have made my mistakes, but we were happy. Like- yeah. Clearly not. Like your your she wasn't your wife killed your no, children and then she killed herself. Yeah. Instead of you, instead of killing you, mm-hmm. that's what, <laughs> to me like the fact that she. I don't either. I don't like how um I I think it's when Sam's explaining a woman in white and he's like basically they suffer from temporary insanity and they kill their children and then themselves and I'm like because they were cheated on. Yeah. That's like. Yeah. To me, that's like belittling women to like, you can, I mean, and I'm obviously woman in white is a real thing, mm-hmm. like in lore, you know? Yeah. Um, like it's a real legend, right. but like to think that a woman would be so distraught that she would go temporarily insane and kill herself and her kids because her husband cheated on her, like maybe in a different yeah. time, but it wouldn't be me. You wouldn't catch me feeling no. that way. I'd be, I would be killing the husband. <laughs> But I'm not killing myself. <laughs> or my children. Or you yeah. like, my children. I, I, mean, I, I might pack out, up my like... children and skedaddle on out of there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There's no way I would stay with him. But no, I would not. My life would not end. His maybe. Yeah. It wouldn't because of me. He might end it. It <laughs> might just end because what else does he have going for him? Right. But losing me, you know, that's everything. You've lost a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I'm not about to become a woman in white because my husband cheats on me. That's yeah. just... I just wanted to point out mm-hmm. that, like, there, our first, like, antagonist, besides, like, you know, the thing that killed Mary, like, that's obviously going to be an overarching, like, real antagonist of the show. But, like, our first bad person, bad creature, bad spirit is a woman mm-hmm. who is seducing men to get them to trip up and be unfaithful. Because, you know, it's always women who are to blame on why men are unfaithful. And Have we you see... heard of Eve? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eve? That sounds familiar, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> you may have heard her as Steve. <laughs> Some people refer to her as that. You know, the Lord said, Adam and Eve, <laughs> not Adam and Steve. Jesus Christ. Christ. Okay. That exactly. Is in the Bible, Beth. I don't have you read it. Genesis. The Lord said it. The Lord said it. Was it like Genesis four or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Um. So like Sam like goes and talks to the husband, and Dean gets out of prison. It's just jail. It's not really prison. Um, it's really just an interview room. It's just an interview room. Yeah. He's mildly inconvenienced by handcuffs. Um. <laughs> But then Sam gets ghost snapped by the woman in white. And he's like, uh, no. And she's like, too bad. I'm going to drive the car then. And so just drives to her house, which I think is weird. If she can't go home, why is she taking him to the house? She just likes to kill there? I guess. Just outside That's where she first killed. So. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I just, like, because, like, in the end, like, what gets her is driving into the house, which is also unhinged behavior by Sam Winchester. <laughs> that was one of my notes, is knowing him in the future, that is not something I would expect him to do, to just drive into the house. He's just like, I'm going to go big. I'm going to drive into the house. Like, Yeah. He says, I'm going to take you home. <laughs> and he drives into the house. Um, it's so dramatic. Uh, just watching this from, you know, 20... 20- not 20, 16 years later, um, which is a fun fact, as the day that we are recording this, the pilot aired 16 years ago with um, six months, 13 days. So just a little fun yeah. fun facts. Um, I thought that the effects on the woman in white were pretty good. Like her like switching between the scary form and the 
normal human form. I thought that yeah. those held up. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even like, obviously, I, I mean, I was a little, she was a little sus when she first came in. And I was like, mm. but I definitely didn't see the switch happening mm -hmm. like it did. Which is cool. uh, that was something when Troy picks her up, she glitches. Mm -hmm. She disappears for a second. And I was like, I'm not stopping for a woman that I'm watching. And she suddenly disappears for a half a second like, and comes back. I'm not going to pick her up. Like we're watching on a Zoom meeting and she just kind of like twitches on a frame or something. No. It's different. Yeah, it's real life. This is 2005. I didn't even know what Zoom was. Zoom didn't even exist yet. Probably. I don't know that for I sure. I think that there's a show on PBS called Zoom Kids or something like that. That's all it was, you know? Yeah. Um, so so boom food. That's what they were thinking of. Boom, boom, boom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. um, so the woman in white tries to make uh, Sam... Be unfaithful. She sexually assaults him. I think that's important. And she's to note. certain he will be unfaithful, which really that right. that really bothers me. The that they would make it to where she doesn't kill unfaithful men. She forces men to be unfaithful so mm -hmm. that she can kill them. Mm -hmm. That seems right. I didn't like that. I yeah. didn't either. I didn't like, like she that. she just wants to kill. I don't think that's what it is. I think she wants to hurt the men. It should be, I guess, that she wants to hurt men who are already unfaithful, but not that she'll make them be unfaithful so that she can kill. Like, she doesn't need to kill right. people. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of instances in the show going forward where Sam is, uh, like, sexually harassed or, uh, like, you know, in some way. And it's kind of played off as, like, a joke in some instances. And I just want it, like, male or female, like, ghost or not like do like committing it against him like that's yeah, not sex, okay. that's sexual assault um forcing a kiss like that and then it ultimately leading to him being murdered like that's really really violent yes <laughs> um also why is dean shooting his pistol at the ghost that's the first thing that and i at was first i thought because in later seasons, or last seasons, like in later episodes, maybe like the next one, I can't remember, like salt rounds and a shotgun become a thing. Right. But that's not right. what this is. He's using his handheld Bullet. pistol with bullets to shoot the ghost. And Sam literally makes a comment that's like, what was up with that? Why are you shooting Casper? Like, so it, I thought maybe it's just because the pilot, they didn't have like, they, they didn't have back like, straight. Right, they didn't know how they were going to go about taking care of ghosts. But then Sam yeah. says, like, what were you thinking? And Dean's like, well, it saved you, didn't it? Like, Dean, I don't know. Just Dean shooting the window out of his car just doesn't really, I don't feel like that adds up. But mm -mm. what is he thinking? It doesn't. Uh, we get our first creepy ghost children. Supernatural loves creepy ghost children. Or creepy children. Something I did have about the ghost children. They sounded exactly like the narrator of the I Spy Spooky Mansion game I had on the Wii. A great game. I remember yes, you a that. great game. Do you remember that? Like birthdays, wasn't it? Yes. We played it. Mm -hmm. Abby and I probably oh. played that game 10 we, times. We restarted so it and just, would just play the whole thing. Exact same Hilarious. thing every time, but we loved it. But the oh, kids yeah. sound like exactly like that little skeleton girl. You've <laughs> so always been a mystery. <laughs> yes. I, yes, I've always loved a good mystery. Um, <laughs> but but it was I, funny. You know, creepy. They don't really sound like children. That's what I was. No, that's what I got like out of it. A grown, a grown person. They sound like one grown person. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just kind of like mess with the audio in post, like editing or something like that. Yeah. Um, Child labor law. <laughs> yeah, like they can be there, they but they cannot be. speak. And you um, also can, you are not allowed to see their faces. They can just be silhouettes of creepy dead kids, but yeah, no more. No more than that. Um, Dean has his first moment of like showing us that he really cares about his car. Cause he's like, if you did something to her, I will kill you. Like, he's so mad that Sam chose to, like, drive her into the house. And then the next and shot, just like, the next again? shot, like, maybe he's, like, practically fine, except he has a headlight out. I feel like that's unrealistic. Right. <laughs> to go through this sighting. Well, the house was very fragile, so. <laughs> True. It was already not, not doing great. He could have just walked up to it and, like, touched it and it probably yeah. would have fallen. 
<laughs> but I also probably would have felt safer in the car than walking up and touching it, though. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so after they, you know, the creepy children do something with their mom, I don't really know what happened. Apparently she's gone, no. though. <laughs> they drag her yeah. to hell or something. I don't know. Like That doesn't add up. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, but she's gone, so, you know, they're in the car heading to somewhere, and they're trying to figure out where the coordinates are, and Dean's like, oh, we can, uh, make it there by morning, and Dean's, or Sam's like, I'm not going with you, I have an interview, and, like, Dean's- In 10 hours. In 10 hours, he's gonna be so tired. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um. He did not sleep or eat this whole weekend. (laughs) I know, like, he has to be low blood sugar. Frail. He is frail at this moment. He is not going to be on his A game for that. Mm -mm. I hope he eats something, you know? I mean, I better risk it. And I can just, I want to point out like how like Dean is clearly very disappointed that Sam is choosing to not go find John. Uh, But he just says, whatever, which I thought was like a big moment because like, Dean is not good at using his words, and he's not going to be like, I understand, Sam. Like, this is your life. But I think him just being like, whatever, and dropping it is a sign that he's like, fine. Like, Sam, if that's what you want, fine. Um, One thing that I forgot to mention, I just thought of, that Sam points out that he does not like being called Sammy. But Dean Mm -hmm. loves calling Sam Sammy, um, particularly when Sam is in trouble or to just, like, poke fun at him. He likes to call him Sammy. Um, but just Also, Sam says, like, Sammy is a chubby 10-year-old chubby kid or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't think, first of all, that Sam Winchester was ever a chubby kid. I don't think he could have been Mm-mm. because they didn't eat and they, like, were really busy all the time. Did. Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, but I thought that was interesting. Like, why and then, then you... and Dean just turns up the radio. It's like, can't hear you. I'm going to keep yeah. calling you Sammy anyways. You're Sammy to me. <laughs> um, Rocco. So one thing that I thought was really interesting that when I was watching, because I watched with subtitles because I cannot understand it otherwise, um, my subtitles had a whole other line that Sam does not speak out loud on Yes. And it's, he says, you'll call me if you find him. Like, right? Like, asking, and Dean doesn't say anything, but then he just goes into his next line of, like, maybe we can meet up later. Um, and Dean's just like, yeah, and we make a good team and stuff like that. But I thought it was interesting that my subtitles have, like, a whole different line for Sam, like, asking to be called when John is found. So I think that regardless of what's about to happen, Sam has kind of realized, like, working with Dean, like, keeping his family out has not benefited any of them. I I think that, especially with him and Dean, John is kind of a wild card, and they always fought. But I think he's realizing, like, he loves his brother. He doesn't want to have this distance between them anymore. Even though he doesn't want back in the life, he does want to spend more t- or at least talk to Dean some and Dean clearly needs it the boy's been alone for like three years especially when John's like asking him to go on hunts by himself like when does he talk to anyone I guess at bars when he picks up women right and when he's pretending to be in the FBI but um so then we get to the big pivotal scene the scene that puts the entire show into motion poor little Jessica is up on the ceiling. Sam has been wronged again. <laughs> Sam has been wronged again. She's just like Mary. Um, ab- an abdomen wound dripping on Sam's face. It's important to note that it's blood dripping on Sammy again in his bed, just like he was in his crib. Um, Dean busts in there. Fun fact, because like, how does he know to go in there? They cut a scene. Uh, I think I think it was Kripke who said that they cut a scene where the radio kind of goes fuzzy and Dean notices that his his watch has stopped. And so he does a U-turn and goes back immediately because he knows that that's, that means something bad is happening because time, I guess time doesn't stop, but clocks stop when mm-hmm. something like that comes into the earth. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I was wondering that though, so I'm glad you said that. Yep. When um, I watched it, I was like, how do they know? I think that another important parallel is that Dean is the one to get Sam out of the fire again. Um, he's the one that gets Dean out realizes there's nothing to do for Jessica, unfortunately. She is gone. Yeah. Um, he gets And in... Sam tries to go back, just like John did. Yep. He tries to go back for Jessica as if yep. he could do anything about it. I think one thing that I want to point out with Dean that makes it me sad personally is that Dean never saw his mom on the ceiling. Because um, John hands off Sammy in the hallway. So Dean never actually saw... I think that John told him about it because, you know, why wouldn't John tell a five-year-old the traumas of right. how his mother died? Um, but I don't think Dean, like, he never actually saw it. But Dean has a moment where he pauses when he busts in that room and he looks up on the ceiling and he is realizing, this is what happened to my mother. And that's got to be so traumatic because, like, Sam doesn't remember Mary. You know, he was six months old, but Dean does have memories of his mom. And, like, to make that connection of, like, that's what my mom looks like. Now here's this woman that I means a lot to my brother, but I only just met. And, like, it's happening again. Like, that's got to be so traumatic for Dean to go through. Like, it's very obviously traumatic for Sam. Um, but right. I, don't, I think that we need to also point out that this is just, not maybe not just as traumatic, but traumatic in a different way. Fourteen. I think also because Jessica, the the actress who plays Jessica, looks very similar to the actress who plays Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, Long blonde so, yeah. hair in her nightgown. Right. right. He could easily look up at the ceiling and, for a split second, yeah. you know, like see it as his mother and not exactly. as Sam's girlfriend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Poor baby. Another thing is like, just. Filming in 2005 is crazy. Uh, that was real fire. <laughs> it was not an effect. They actually set a room on fire and told uh, Jared and Dean, if it starts to get hot, run. <laughs> nice. So um, oh that's wild. <laughs> Just these two young guys in their 20s risking critical burns to film the or scene. Death. <laughs> or death. Or death. The, the fire department was on standby. They were all there. Wow. But but also, like, how do you do that? What if they don't get the scene right? <laughs> you know, like, what it does. You get one shot. One, one shot. <laughs> yeah. You get one chance. That's all. Um, and then you get the iconic trunk shot at the end where they're loading up the trunk. And Sam says, we've got work to do. And that just kicks off the rest of the and show. And that's it. And that is that. Yeah. Um, that is the pilot and now the Winchester boys are on the road they are both homeless um, Mm. because Sam's apartment has burned down he clearly did not make the interview he is choosing to abandon that life for revenge very similar like his father John Winchester Papa Papa Winchester Papa Winchester Um, so there's Murphs I think this is a a good glimpse at what the rest of the show is going to be like. What the rest of our podcast is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, where where will this be streamed, Hannah? If people are looking for other places for it to be streamed. Oh, yes. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen Spotify, Apple, and... Uh, Google? Amazon, I think. Google. Amazon. Google. That's what yeah. it is. That's what... No, it's Google. Okay. Um, Google the three places the yes. places you listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, also if you want to follow us on TikTok, Instagram or Twitter on Instagram and TikTok it is just at Raising Perdition and then on Twitter it is um, at SPN underscore RP podcast uh, but our name is Raising Perdition so if you want to connect with us on there Give us a follow. Go ahead and do that. And these podcasts are going to be weekly. Yeah. We don't so know tune what in day. next week <laughs> yeah. for episode two, Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Where the boys are trying to find John from that coordinate. And I guess they happen upon a Wendigo. With Corey Monty. Hey, wait, is that that episode or is that mm-hmm. a different one? Yes. I, I am excited to rewatch that because I did not notice that that was him. 
the first time. He looks very, very young, but oh, it is yeah. Cory Monty. This would, I mean, that would have been before Glee, so not that it matters. Oh yeah, not what we're. <laughs> it's not the show we're talking this about. Is not the show we're talking about. <laughs> It'll be a Cory Monty th- tribute <laughs> episode. A moment of silence. And yeah. Play Jesse's girl from Glee. <laughs> from that Glee. He... And then we'll talk about the episode. And then we'll talk about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you.